Hi there, it's James here from MatchFit. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in today. Now, today's episode, I'm going to pass you over to Yanni, who's one of our strength and conditioning coaches. And he's going to speak to you today about strength and conditioning for youth players, so players under the age of 16. Now, I'll pass you over to Yanni and um, I'll catch you soon. Hi, guys. Just thought I'd put a video together looking at SNC for young footballers. There are some small differences in how you would coach a young player and the things you'd prescribe for a young player. So thinking about maybe a, a 16-year-old and thinking about a 25-year-old pro. There's obviously going to be differences. and We got lots of questions, so I just wanted to address uh, some of the differences. So any SNC program should be safe and effective. So safe means do no harm. A player should never be put in harm's way. A player should never do anything that's unsafe in their programs. Obviously, the, the line is going to be a little bit different for a younger player. So you would be more conservative and you would make sure that there's absolutely no harm that could be done in the short or long term. Um, the second thing, of course, any SNC program should be effective. Otherwise, why are you doing it? Um, for a young player, effective probably means something a little bit different. So effective for a senior pro means give them the ability to go out, get their plays and win football matches. Um, effective for a 16-year-old probably means that they get to stay on the pitch, they're healthy, and that they're still playing football when they're 22, 23, 24 years old and giving themselves the best opportunity to make it as a pro or at least enjoy their football at the highest level possible they can play. Okay, so effective for them means laying foundations. Okay, we need to keep them on the field and pre by preventing injuries and we need to make sure they have the tools to go on and go to that next level. So what does that look like for a younger player compared to an older player? Well, I'll break it down into kind of three areas. We've got the gym, we've got on-pitch work, and we've got recovery-type methods. So first of all, in the gym, the thing I would stress is movement quality is the biggest thing that's important. And the way you're going to progress things is through movement complexity as opposed through sets, reps, and how much weight can they lift, okay? So in the gym, they're going to be doing all the fundamental movements that a senior player should do, like squatting, hinging, deadlift type movements, push pulls, and other movements like that. But instead of doing them to try and increase strength all the time, you're going to increase the complexity of those movements. Okay, so that might be something like going from a goblet squat and then teaching them how to front squat. Okay, so instead of just pushing the weight on one thing, you might change the movement a little bit. Um, what I would say is that they probably need a lot more time to learn the movements when they're a young player. They probably need less variety at first. So you don't have to change movements every week, but you might use a goblet squat as an example for 10 weeks. Okay, there's no reason why it has to be changed quickly. An elite athlete, they might um, adapt very quickly and they might plateau after four to six to eight sessions and they might need some type of variation our younger players don't need as much variation over time because they need to learn how to carry out these movements. When they do need variation, it's likely going to come in terms of complexity as opposed to load. So instead of going from three sets of 10 to four sets of four, you might just change the movement and stick with the same sets and rep schemes. Okay, so you probably have to change much less and you have to try and teach them a broad uh, variety of movements as opposed to progressing constantly through sets and reps and load, okay? So that's what I would say for the gym. In terms of what they do on pitch, there's a couple of different things. Um, 
they obviously need to enjoy their football and enjoy what they're doing. So if you can make whatever they're doing fun, fantastic. Okay. But they need to be stable on one leg. So that might be different hop and hold variations. That might be single leg balance where you're um, volleying the ball back to a coach or a friend. It might be a ver various different stuff that's going to have you stable on one leg. Because being stable on one leg is going to correlate to low risk of injury. Okay. Um, you're going to need to do low level plyometrics. That's going to prepare them to do higher level plyometrics if they move on to the next level or they're still playing when they're older, which hopefully they are. So that might start with things as, skip, uh, things as simple as skipping at first. So regular double leg skipping with an emphasis on getting the toes up um, and having short ground contact times. So obviously you wouldn't need to tell a player that. You could just tell them to skip and ask them to get off the floor quicker at first. Um, you might do pogo jumps and then that might progress slowly. Um, but what you're doing is giving them a base of plyometric activity that they're used to, that they can then progress to more intensive and harder movements as they grow up and as they get a little bit older. Um, you can work on sprint mechanics, as good sprint mechanics are probably going to correlate to a lower risk of injury. So if you can teach them to run in the correct way, or so obviously there's going to be a bandwidth, there's not going to be one correct way, but obviously all good sprinters and footballers are going to have common things that they do um, that's going to, one, make them fast, but two, put them at a lower risk of injury, okay? So there's going to be a bandwidth within that. Everyone's not going to look exactly the same. However, teaching someone to run correctly in a way that minimizes their risk of injury is going to be important. Um, the last thing, which probably should have been the first thing, is extensive warm-ups, okay? Because um, a warm-up isn't just going to be preparing the athlete for the session they're about to do. You can get a lot out of a warm-up. Um, the first thing is going to be teaching them lots of different ways to warm up. So if they go to a club, they're not going to be shocked if there's a different method. If they're doing some glute work with bands uh, in like an extensive warm-up, they're not going to be shocked, okay? But in terms of doing extensive warm-ups, you're going to be able to do a lot of the things that I've mentioned within that warm-up. It's not like it needs to be an extra session or anything like that. So extensive warm-ups are important. You can get a lot of work done within that. You can make sure you're preparing the athlete for the session and also having longer-term um, longer term progressions within that so they're improving as a player. Um, the last thing I wanted to mention is recovery methods. So education is really important in all of the things I've discussed already. So you're not going to spoon feed every, uh, everything to the athlete. If you're in the gym or on pitch, you might want to explain to them why you're doing what you're doing. If you're in the gym, it might be simple things like teaching them how to use the equipment. Do they know how to put the safeties on and off a squat rack? Okay, so there's an educational component in all of this. But especially when it comes to recovery methods, that's when it's going to be really important for you to educate the young player. Um, as that's something that's going to help to prolong their career and is need, going to need to be done to play at a higher level. Okay, if you're going to have to train almost every day at high intensities and do that multiple times a day in, in some situations, you're going to need to make sure that you know how to foam roll and stretch areas for that affect you and that you might be at particular injury risk. Um, you're going to need to teach them about sleep and the importance of getting large amounts of good quality sleep is important in order to be able to train at that intensity and that often. And also the nutrition side of things is going to be really important. So they don't need to be Gordon Ramsay and be able to cook a huge amount of food, but they need to know what they're going to have to eat after training, before training. Um, if they're in a rush, where can they get good quality 
um, meals for them or snacks for them on the go and things like that. So that's different everywhere. So I don't expect someone in South America to have a Tesco Express. So you're going to need to find things that are appropriate for you in the situation you're in or in the situation your player's in. So education in those aspects, looking after your body, good sleep and good nutrition is going to be really important for educating a young player. So it's not just here's the sets and reps and go and do it. It's why are we doing these things? How are you going to look after yourself? Okay. Um, and those, those three areas are all really important. But how do you progress as they grow up? I would say that progression should happen very slowly. Okay. You should probably progress slower than you think you should be with a young player. And in that way, you know that you're going to be doing no harm, okay? You're going to know that what you're doing is effective because the player is not going to get injured and stop playing football, okay? So if you lay really good foundations, then at the appropriate time when the athlete gets a little bit older and the player is ready to go on to the next level, then you're going to progress very, very quickly with that athlete because they've got good foundations. So you don't need to worry about if a 16-year-old has a huge vertical jump. You don't have to worry about a 17 if they've got great, great sprint times, they're obviously going to indicate to you what areas you might need to improve on or work on, but it's not the be-all and end-all, okay? So progress extremely slowly, be really, really conservative, and just make sure the player stays safe and they're going to still enjoy playing football and enjoy what they're doing as they grow up. So I just want to repeat that again. Success with a player at 16 years old is not if they're a pro at 18, it's if they can keep playing and keep enjoying a foot, enjoying their football at the highest level they possibly can. So there's no point of grabbing a 16-year-old, getting him as strong as humanly possible, and then at 17 years old, he's going to hate his life. He potentially could have injuries because you've worked him so hard at a young age, and he's just not going to enjoy what he's doing. So you've got to make sure that they're still playing 21, 22, 23 years old, and that's obviously going to give them an opportunity to get contracts at clubs. Okay, so you don't need to worry about them being pros at 16. You need to worry about laying good foundations, letting things progress gradually and organically. And hopefully they're going to be able to play at the highest level they possibly can. So if there's any questions or anything like that, just comment and we can try and get around to you or let us know in the Match Fit squad or on the academy. and We can try and get back to you with a bit more detail. Cheers, guys. Hi again, it's James here from MatchFit. I hope you really enjoyed the episode and, and that you learned a lot from the episode too. Um, now, if you want to learn from all of our coaches every single day and connect with us, we've actually got a Facebook group that you can join called the MatchFit Community. Um, if you click the link I've included below this uh, podcast, that'll take you to our website and in the main menu, you'll find community. So if you just click that link um, and then request to join the group, we'll accept you and then we can uh, connect with you every single day. So um, again, hope you enjoyed the episode and I'll catch you next time.